Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Happy New Year, everybody. First Real Flicks episode of 2016. Wow, pretty crazy. Very blue indeed. So good. What'd you guys do for New Year's? Ooh, I, uh, I went to Jersey and hung out with a good old friend, lady friend. Uh, and kind of, I watched Skyfall, which was cool. Nice. But how about you guys? I went and saw Hateful Eight, and then got drunk. Solid. <laughs> I went to work. Ooh. Oh, but time and a half, though. Yeah. Actually, no, I didn't get time and a half for it, because oh, they don't consider it a holiday. So. Well, New Year's Day is a holiday. <laughs> but uh, Actually, after that, I went I went to a friend's at 2 in the morning. I was there till 6, so. Nice. Uh, actually, I forgot to ask you guys. Did you get anything cool, uh, movie-related for Christmas, or just in general, cool? Um, no, I mean, my present was a, a cruise ship, mm. so... I was, you got a whole cruise ship. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a rich. Yeah. <laughs> How I about a, you? I, I finally got a upgrade in my TV. I got a 42-inch. Uh, it's really nice. <laughs> I mean, granted, I've been using it to watch, you know, episode, Netflix episodes of The Office, so. Hey, me too. It's kind of a, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, weird way to use a high-def TV, but. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, how, how's, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty Ready good. for 2016 to start going. Ready yeah, it's 2016 a, to wreck me. <laughs> it's, it's a very strange year, and I've taken this opportunity today to, since I've had a little bit of downtime, I've just been going back and ranking um, on Letterboxd, because I'm actually, oh, we talked about this a little while ago, I'm fascinated with this site. I'm probably like going to ditch Flickchart for it, because it's just so clean and crisp, but I've been doing rankings of every, of like my top ten, all the way back to, let's see, I think I, think I got to like 1992 before, I, I hadn't watched many movies from that year, and uh just looking at 2016, it's got, I feel like there's going to be a lot of doubles and triples, but not too many home runs. Just by looking at it, kind of to put in baseball. I think, in, so it looks like think, an interesting year. This will probably be, this, I think it's going to be one of the better years for blockbusters in a while. Because um, oh, I, I don't, I mean, in, um, cause I, there's not a whole bunch, I mean, there's definitely some, but not a whole bunch of kind of like the, like smaller movies. Then again, we don't really know much about them. Until they come, so. Yeah. I mean, that's this is the this will be the first year, and I'm really excited to, you know, that I can start off with every new movie I see, I can put into my quote unquote top ten of 2016, and then just kind of <laughs> add to it. I'm actually I'm such a dork with lists, but I'm really excited to do that. It's a lot of um, a lot of fun. Just I mean, we're gonna go over our top ten favorites, I guess, in a, a week or two. I think two weeks. Um, yeah, the week but, the uh, just after next. Yeah, um, but just overall, what do you guys think of 2015 movie-wise? Loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was one of my favorite years. 
Really? Yeah, I mean, other than there's like two movies in 2014 that I liked better than any of these movies. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I just liked it a lot. Nice. I'm looking at my top ten right now, and I think the last last time I've had a top ten list that's as deep as this one looks to be, and I'm I'm, I'm assuming I'm gonna be adding to it pretty soon. Would be, I'd say this is probably the strongest year for me personally since 2011, maybe. Like happened for in 2011. That was so Inception good. Inception and Harry Potter happened. And, no, that's, Inception came out in 2010. No, did I, it? 11 was well. Like I said, for me personally, 11 was Tinker Tailor, The Last Harry Potter, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Mission Impossible, wow. Moneyball, Super Eight, stuff like that. Oh no, but, that was a good year. Yeah, yeah but like, well, I think it's it's and then 2012 was great too because you got Skyfall, Looper, Prometheus, etc. 2012 was a good year. Uh, I really appreciate that you included uh, Prometheus in that list instead of the Avengers. I yeah, I, I think don't that's really hilarious. Like I love I love Prometheus. That's a way better movie than two Avengers for me personally. Like, my, you're gonna get <laughs> hanged by somebody, not me. I like Prometheus, but I like them both. So yeah, but yeah, my I mean, just looking at my top five, and we'll, I'm gonna we'll get into it later on. It just it's, it's a heck of a year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> with last year for me, it was at least top heavy because I had my top four that are like could be all-time favorites, and then the rest are just like, yeah, okay. And then this year, it's just, wow. But What about you, Josh? How's this stack up? Um, I, I think it's a really good year. Uh, not as, not, not like not as memorable, but not as, it didn't, I had, I had like really high hopes for this year, and it didn't quite hit those hopes. I mean, obviously, we got like Star Wars and Creed and like, you know, uh, Mad Max, Inside Out, some of my favorites. Um, that really like those, those really did it for me, but like, oh, there's others that maybe like I was really like Jurassic world was, I mean, a letdown for me. I liked it, but I mean, it was nowhere near what I was hoping for. Um, other thing, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff last to me, 2014 is like one of my favorite years in a long time. Really? Cause it's just so many surprises. Cause I wasn't like, there was a lot of movies I was like looking forward to, but all of them like blew me away. Like guardians, all the, mainly the superhero movies like guardians of the galaxy, captain America, X-Men, I wasn't as ex- I wasn't like dying to see any of those, but all of them like really surprised me. Yeah, those and then are you have other surprises. You're and right. then and then de- uh, one of my favorite now one of my favorite movies of all time, Whiplash, came out in 2014. Right, love so, it. Yeah, so, so hmm. but still I mean, a really I, really good year. Yeah, I love being able to look back at the my favorites from all these years and just see kind of the similarities and how they pop up. Like some years. Like 2000, uh, let's see, 2010, I would say, was my kind of guilty pleasure year. I have knowing in my top five favorites, <laughs> just to give you an idea. But um, yeah, it's definitely, the, the every year is a different story. And I just, just like every baseball season, it's a different story. You got the, the sleeper hits, the big disappointments, and then the, you know, the super teams, I guess, if you will. So pretty cool to look back. And, uh, and now we're going to take... Uh, a little while, probably the half one half of this episode, and we're going to look forward a little bit and have a look see at our most anticipated movies of these this year. And I actually thought, Josh, because uh, you you were the you're the one who's I, I guess enjoyed this for the most. I'm guessing. I expect this to be a, kind of a cut and paste. Oh, that looks good, kind of deal. But I found myself agonizing over about 20 different movies, and just even 20 minutes ago, I was you know, reconfiguring my list. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah. So I had this list put together about a week or so ago, so I've been ready. But um, 
even now looking back at it, I'm like, maybe I might change a couple, but I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Thankfully, this has no bearing on it. This is what you're most yeah, yeah, it's like, excited oops, about. It doesn't matter. It only matters what the end of the year happens. So. Exactly. So um, uh, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Since we've never done a top ten list, I want, let's try something fun. Um, we're going to do ten through six all around. Okay. And five through one, all of them. Oh, God, I gotta assign numbers. Should we Jesus. do? Actually, uh, well, should we do five through two, and then all of us give our ones, or just go five through one? Um. Hmm. Huh? Are we doing ten or five, guys? Ten. ten. Okay. <laughs> Are you still working on your list? I I have them all out. I did not. Um, Cody's a very much a by the by the. And I'm not. <laughs> Is, as you're gonna find out, I'm not overly passionate about 2016 in film. That's that's fine. There's nothing out there yet that's really buttering me up. Yeah, that's that, that's the problem with um. Where at best we have you know posters for some of these. Uh huh. At least uh, some of the stuff that I'm really excited about, or even a, just a picture or something like that. So, mm -hmm. all right. Um. So let's yeah let's yeah let's do ten through six and then five through two. And we'll all hit on our. Most anticipated okay. of the year. So, um, Josh, why don't you start, and then I'll go, and Cody, just if you need a little bit of time to put yours together. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Right. No problem. <laughs> so, um, I actually, I have, I actually have a top twenty list that you can find on my oh, blog I posted, but I'll just give my my fifteen through eleven as my honorable mentions because nice. I I really just gonna it's I really wanted to get these especially in there, but just couldn't. Um, so they are. You're going to hate me for one of these, Mason, so just be prepared. Uh, John Wick 2, um, The Conjuring 2, mm. X-Men Apocalypse, Doctor Strange, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Ugh. Yeah, so I, I really wanted to get that one in. Just It didn't quite make it. Those were your honorable mentions? Yeah, those were my honorable mentions. Oh, boy. John Wick yeah. 2 is coming out next year? Oh, I yes. did not do any next research. Gosh, I feel like such I, a schmuck. I feel like this. A couple of weeks ago, I went on a class trip to New York, and we talk, I talked with a guy who is uh, working on John Wick 2. Oh, really? And he, I, all he said, I said, so how's the movie? He just said, awesome. <laughs> that makes so. me happy. Well, that's really the only way you can describe but it. But he is getting one. paid to work there, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so, it, it should be. Right. I haven't seen that yet. I'm just, it's, it's great. It's just it, simple. It, it's like it's not uh, it's not a film. If you're yeah, me, it's, okay, it's, it's um it's all action. All it is is just nonstop. Ken Reeves doesn't even need to act. That's why it's so good. Because he's <laughs> a shitty just, actor. It's just perfectly act. It's just perfectly executed. So cool. Yep. All right. So coming in at number ten um, uh, would be The Witch. Either of you guys heard That's, of this movie? Uh, who's in that? Uh, it's all like unknown actors. Okay. So. Um, but this premiered at. Sundance last year, I think. Um, it might be a different festival. Um, it's a horror movie. It's set in the 1600s. Um, um, it's a relatively unknown director, Robert Eggers. Um, but I'm, I've said it before, horror is my favorite genre. And the trailer for this has me more scared than any horror movie has had me. Like, actually, a movie in, like, a while. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, wait, here's uh, my question. Did you see... Um... Hello, yeah. mom, or good, or whatever the mommy is. Ma uh, is it good night. Good night, mommy. Did you see that? I did not see it yet. I want. Did to. you see the trailer for that? I did not. Because that stressed me out more than anything I've yeah. ever seen. I really want to see that movie. Me yeah. too. Hey, gosh, um, this movie, eighty-eight percent with thirty. Yeah, it's doing real great. Yeah, I, I'm oh. so excited for it. Um, it looks incredible. Um, I just, I need a good horror movie. I need, I need a great horror movie. I really think and hope this is going to be it. Um, and. 
I just I need some. I, I just need this. I need this movie. I think it looks awesome. And I cannot wait to see it. This might come up later, but did you see that Tarantino said he wants to make a horror movie? Oh my god, I'll cry. That that Don't even so joke cool. about that. No, That's he actually awesome. said it. He said, I want to make a scary shit horror movie. <laughs> he's great with building tension in no matter what way he's doing it. So if he can, I, I'd love to so see that. Good. That'd be cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope he makes that movie. All right. So coming in at number nine on my list is uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Not bad. <laughs> So Amen. up until like three weeks ago, this movie wouldn't have even cracked my honorable mentions. Um, and then the trailer came out, awesome. and I turned into the nine-year-old boy that loves Independence Day. So, um, yeah, I love I love the trailer. It did everything. It blew me away because I wasn't even expecting this movie to look good. Um, and Roland Emmerich hasn't made a good movie to me. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I have a feeling this movie probably will end up probably letting me down, but I'll probably at least it, it'll probably do what Jurassic World did to me, where I love it the first time because of nostalgia, and then I see it again, and I'm like, eh, it's not that great. But I don't care. It looks awesome. I love Independence Day. I wish Will Smith was in it, but they got Jeff Goldblum, and that's good enough for me. Um, I like the premise they have going for it with the aliens coming back. Um, kind of saving the technology to use against them. So it looks awesome. I'm excited for it. Bill Pullman's speech was in the trailer, and that's all I need. So That's all, that's all anybody needed. That's all I needed. Still the second best uh, speech ever given in film. What did you say the first one? Oh, yeah, Rocky IV speech? No. Which one was the it's first? It's from a movie that came out in the 40s. Uh, I oh, I know what you're talking about. The Great Dictator. The, the Great Dictator, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the best speech ever given. All right. Um, okay, so number eight on my list is Assassin's Creed. Mm, nice. Yeah. I've actually um, got that in the same exact spot. Good for us. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited for this. I love the video game series. I haven't played all of them, but I've played the first uh, couple, I think. Um, I love the. I love this kind of world. I love kind of everything it's about. I think it has a really a lot of potential for uh, big screen success. Um, you got the team behind Macbeth that I haven't seen yet, but Mason you gotta, says, you gotta, I love everything. Everyone I've heard is saying it's incredible. Have an open uh, dictionary with you just or something. Oh, did they do it in, um, Oh yeah. It's, Shakespearean? In, the, it's in the dialect. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you got Justin Kersell directing Michael Fassbender, Marianne Cotillard, uh, a bunch of, I mean, Brendan Gleeson, Jeremy Irons, other, I mean, a really great cast. Um, it just, it looks from the set photos I've seen. It looks great. Michael Fassbender, in the costume, almost made me cry because it looks amazing. Um, I cannot wait to see the first trailer that I hope is coming soon. Um, but yeah, I think this movie could be the video game movie. Sorry, Warcraft, you kind of lost me with your trailer. That um, looked like a video game. That trailer yeah, is so yeah. bad. <laughs> so I think this is, could be the one. I'm really, really excited for it. Now, I'm rooting that, for it. Does that so. have a trailer yet? Or I just not. Okay. No, it's got inner or Empire Pictures. Yeah. From the so magazine. I'm assuming I'm assuming we'll probably get something in the next couple months. Um, pretty soon. Tomorrow. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, and then next up is my number seven, which is it doesn't have a title, but is uh, the next uh, Born movie, Born Five. Untitled Born movie. Yeah. I hope they just stick with that name. <laughs> That'd be so. Hey, uh, can I have one for Untitled Born movie, please? The Born Untitled. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I love... The Born Awakens. First, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love the first three. It would uh, fit. It would so fit. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, the Paul Greengrass ones especially are my favorites. Uh, Ultimatum and uh, Supremacy. Um, and I love the first one too. Um, Which one's your favorite but, of the three? Uh, probably Ultimatum. Uh, Supremacy all the way. Oh yeah. That scene where he's um he's behind the sniper and you know he calls the lady oh, out lying to her. It's so per- it's so I've never felt so much tension. It's so great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I've not seen that movie in a very long time. Oh, yeah. So good. I actually when I first watched those movies, I watched the whole trilogy in like a night. So, um, but yeah. Uh, it also has, you have uh, Alicia Vikander joining the cast. Oh boy, I gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Matt Damon's coming back. Matt Sorry, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> Jeremy Renner. I didn't even see your movie, so whatever. Um, Julia Stiles is coming back, and I loved her, so I'm, oh I'm boy, glad she's really? I, I liked her in those movies. And Matt Damon is shredded right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really, I mean, I'm really just happy Paul Greengrass is coming back. He's one of my favorite directors, like, of all time, so, yeah. um, I'm really glad. I love what he did with the other two and, you know, other movies like United 93, uh, Green Zone. So, um, just, I'm really excited for him to come back. I love this franchise. I love Matt Damon is born. Bring it on. Just did give you me see a title. That, did so. you see that um, Matt Damon is a screenwriter on this one? Is he? Yeah. That oh, is awesome. That's so cute. <laughs> well, he's last... trying to be artsy. Well, he wrote. Google he wrote Google Hunting. Yeah. Hold on, let me. I'm gonna confirm on IMDb real quick because that's I got that from Wikipedia, and they are not the most uh, reliable. Uh, yeah. I, can't. I mean, IMDb isn't exactly 100 percent reliable either. But yeah, no, Matt Damon's got screenplay credit. Awesome. Oh, that's that cool. has me excited. Anyway. All right. Continue. So uh, before we go to you guys, my number six on my list. Uh, I'm probably the only one here that's actually excited for this movie. More than probably anyone else on the planet, and it is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes, you are right. Nobody <laughs> cares about that movie. What is I this, do. by the way? I don't it understand is, it. Did you guys even watch any of the trailers or anything? No. Nope. Well, then you should before saying anything about it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's got Lily James starring in it. Lena Headey, um, a pretty solid cast. Lena Headey, uh, Lily James. I just I love Lily James. Just mainly because I saw her in Cinderella last year. She, I just, I loved her so much in that movie. I want to see more of her. Um, she's playing a badass action heroine in this. On it, um, it's it's kind of a 19th century um, tale. It's, I mean, Pride and Prejudice. We've seen it before, but it's how it has zombies. So um, it looks really, really fun. I love this type of style. This is just my personal, like, one of my favorite types of like style movie. It's very like stylized and you know, R heavy R rated. Uh, you know, extreme, uh, fun, over-the-top stuff, kind of like uh, Kingsman or a lot of what like Matthew Vaughn does with his movies. Um, so I love that type of thing. I think it looks really fun. I think it looks something like something fresh, a really fun February surprise. Um, so I'm, I cannot wait to see it. I wish we were talking about it on this show, but I was outvoted. So <laughs> Here's my question. Josh, did you see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I did. And did or, you like it? Not really, no. Or no, I didn't see the movie. I saw, I, uh, uh, saw, I saw something from it. I saw like a scene from it. Well, but uh, no, I didn't really. I mean, that's those there. movies seem exactly the same to me. See the diff- the difference is one. I've heard from test screenings that this actually someone who actually saw a test screening told me directly that they actually had a lot of fun with us. So, but I mean that's you know self subjective. So whatever. <laughs> I'm really but, mad at the world for getting Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter wrong because that's so cool. Yeah, see, uh, in concept, in concept, 
those things, like something like this or a Rhyme Vampire Hunter, is awesome. It's just, it's all about the execution. If you can make it work. You know what it's like in a real life example? What? It's like communism. (laughs) It's a great idea on paper, it just doesn't work out in real life. That's true. Well, I think this will work out in real life. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping this is our Marxist paradise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's my top uh, (laughs) 10 through 6. Now, Josh, that, uh, Vamp, that, Oh, Pride and Prejudice is directed by Bert I know Steers. We, we went over this already. Who is Go- Have we? Did I do yeah, my bit about the weird names? Yeah, he he was um he no. directed No, no, I was going to say he's Gore Vidal's nephew and they have like the strangest names oh. for any people born in America I've ever seen. Oh, Bert Steers and Gore Vidal, like what? But yeah, the fact that he directed 17 again and Charlie St. Cloud is awesome. I I liked one of those movies, so 17 again? Yeah. Okay, that that's fine. Because I saw that. I, and with Charlie St. Cloud, I'm just like, brother's like I don't remember Charlie St. Cloud. His brother dies, and they, like, play baseball together. It's super. I, was, I, was, I remember being bored after the the 15-minute all dramatic crap, and then it turned into a love story. So, whatever. God bless. God bless. God bless. So, um, God bless first years. <laughs> so, coming up for me, and I, I... When I always do my list, I try to make them in, out, in like, order of what I want to see, but... I just don't know how to do that with anticipated because I don't know what any of these are. So they're kind of really only number one is number one. Everything else is just like, oh, this is going to be cool. Maybe. I don't know. So Can I guess you're number one right now. Yeah. I, I bet you it's some um, fantastic beast and where to find them. Of course. Of course. So spoiler alert. <laughs> so <laughs> could have denied it. For me. No. Like, I'm not, I'm not. Could have been, I don't know. Maybe. And then I could have been surprised at the end of the uh, segment. All right, just go. So uh, for me, my number 10, something I thought you'd bring up, Josh, is a movie called The Circle with Tom Hanks, Emma Watson, and John Boyega. It's kind of a, it's about a girl played by um, Emma Watson who gets a job at this tech company. I guess it's kind of like Google, but it's instead called The Circle, and she meets a mysterious man, or she becomes involved with a mysterious man. It's... um, I don't know much about it, but it just looks interesting, which I don't know what this story is about. These are actors who, you know, I like. Of course, Tom Hanks is probably my favorite actor ever. So I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. It looks pretty cool in the book. Got a good uh, uh, good reception. Bill Paxton's in it, too, which is a oh boy. And, um, yeah. So the circle. We'll wait and see. Cool. Uh, for number... At number nine, I have a movie that has no business being on this list, considering my dislike for the genre, but I've got The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Poltergeist. Really? Wow. Hey, hey. Awesome. Hey, hey, yeah. Conjuring was Conjuring is easily my favorite horror movie. Oh, it's great. It's of, great. The, of the seven like, I've seen, it's by, by far my favorite. Like the ever? Yeah. Awesome. I can't think of any, I really can't think of any horror movies that I've seen. Alien. Okay, well, never mind then. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Conjuring. But no, I love the Conjuring. Everybody's back. The director James Wan, the Hayes brothers as the screenwriters, Vera Farmiga, who if I was only, you know, twenty five years older, Patrick Wilson's. <laughs> awesome. You can hang out with her daughter, or not her daughter. That's her sister, who yeah. is our age. It's not the same. It's so the same. She's played pretty. Yeah. Did you guys? You guys dug the Conjuring? I'm assuming. Oh, I love the Conjuring. Loved it. It's so I good. It was- Favorite, probably one of my favorite movies, just period, of all time. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It's, yeah, not, never. Really, it's not really horror to me. It's just kind of it's suspense. natural suspense is mm-hmm. how I, what I like about it. It's just, that was the first. That, I went into the theater for that one. 
I just and I was just scared and it and what do you know it had really interesting characters and a believable setup and yep. it wasn't just like hey guys jump scare here jump scare there and now there's a demon lady woohoo it's one of the few horror movies which I mean all my favorite horror movies are like these types but it's one of the few horror movies that like if I can watch it more than once and it still scares me mm-hmm. Because I've seen it like three or four times, and it scares me every time. So I, I I had to watch it last time I watched it. It was the second time I saw it. I watched it with the with the light on. <laughs> <laughs> it was the second time I've seen it. That first, movie uh, actually made me uncomfortable on my drive home. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was like I was like, just antsy. Like, what's gonna happen to me when I get home? Is there a demon in my yeah. house? And I, I listened made... to I listened to an interview with the screenwriters, and it's just. Uh, like, I've always been fascinated with ghosts, and this just was like, these guys aren't making this up. And it's just like, ugh, I don't know. I just get the wheelies. Uh, yeah, that, that's, I'm really excited for that one. That's, uh, that's definitely going to be marked in my calendar easily. Um, number eight, as I said earlier, is Assassin's Creed. Nice. I kind of hated the game when I played it, because it was just too hard, and it wasn't Batman, and I wanted it's it to be Batman. Hard. I'm not good that's at video the, That's the proto-Batman. That yeah. game came out before. Yeah. I'm really bad at video games, so it was just, I was asking for trouble there. But the fact that, you know, the three main players from Macbeth are doing this, I'm just so excited for. Macbeth, an awesome movie. And Fassbender, I just, I can't, like, he can't do, he can do no wrong with, as far as I'm concerned. But Basically the perfect human. Pretty much is. He's just dog. <clears throat> but, um. I hope this. I hope this starts off a good old-fashioned franchise. Um, and then at number seven, I have a movie that I'm not. I don't know if you guys are interested at all about, but it's Snowden with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, directed by Oliver Stone. Not bad. Yeah. I have a very complex relationship with Oliver Stone because he's he may or may not have made my favorite movie of all time. I'm not going to say any any more on that. Which but, movie? I'm not gonna say. I just I'm said. I'm gonna look. Uh, it's so it's about Edward Snowden, who is a very divisive kind of person. He could be classified information about the NSA. So I, I feel like this movie's gonna get blue balled a little bit if Stone does what I think he does and makes this like kind of puts his stamp on it, like oh this is wrong or oh this is right, something like that. But I'm just I'm looking forward to a two and a half hour movie full of just of dialogue and questions and, you know, just trying to figure this out from, um, I guess, a psychological and um, uh, moral standpoint, I guess. So I'm really excited for this. Not the biggest fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but... Really? I'm really... Yeah, he's, he's cool. He's fine. But he he sometimes tries too hard. <laughs> which, I can see uh, that. Which can be a blessing and a curse if you try too hard. So, I don't know. I, I can see that in... um. Uh, that one movie he directed. Uh, oh, Don John. Did Don John. That? That, that movie was he, awful. Oh, I love Don John. <laughs> uh, I hate it. It was so weird. If his director reigns him in like he did on Blooper, then he's then it works out. It'll work out okay. But if it's you know if it's something like I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but it just sometimes you just go too far. But. All right, so Mason, is that movie um, Wall Street? I said I'm not gonna. Oh, definitely not Wall Street. Is it Platoon? I'm not gonna say. How about Natural Born Killers? I'm not gonna say. Anyways, number six, I have another movie that has no reason to be here, and it's Inferno. Do you guys know about this? Nope. I've heard of it. Well, there's a series of films that I, in in no 
in no ironic way, love. And that's the Ron Howard, Tom Hanks, um, Da Vinci Code, I guess, movies. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Da Vinci this, Code, this, Angels yeah. and Demons. I legitimately think those are fantastic movies. Like, they're great mystery, thriller kind of deals, adventure, action. And there's... Those two are just so much fun to me. I watch them. I watch them both once a year, and I can get through it easily. I just think those are such a good time, so much fun. And this is actually the fourth in the series. Oh, really? It's of, part of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, it's the it's the one I read. It's really interesting. I kind of I really liked it. They they jumped over the third uh, book in the series, which is okay with me. That one, <laughs> that, was, that one was only pretty good. But um, yeah, I'm, I love these movies. They're they're a really good time easily watch them and uh i would i would give you guys i'd say if you can put the religious stuff aside i would say give um inferno and um da vinci code or angels and demons and da vinci code a shot because i think those are really just at their core fun adventure are these movies like um italian national treasure that's what they seem like. A little bit. They're that's how. Like, that's what from your description. That's what I imagine. Yeah, they're growing up National Treasure. So, but, uh-huh. and I love National Treasure. But they don't have Nicolas Cage. But they do pretending. have it's Tom Hanks, though. So, they do have Felicity Jones right before Rogue One. So I know you're going to see it, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben Foster, if you like him. I do like him. Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah. How about Omar Sy? Yeah, he's cool. This yeah. was actually scheduled back in July of 13. Sony scheduled this to be released. December eighteenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, but it got what flipped. happened there. Guess why? Because Star Wars. <laughs> Move back ten months. That's crazy. Mark. So yeah, that's my ten through six. Cody. Take oh boy. Okay. Um. Okay, my number ten is Assassin's Creed. Solid. Nice. I, as a history major, love those games, except for number four. You're gonna play them when you're a teacher. Yeah, I'm gonna play them in front of my class. That's how we're gonna learn about the Renaissance. <laughs> All that stuff's real. I know. It all happened. happened. You actually, an Italian guy actually fist fought the Pope in the Vatican at the end. Is that true? No. (laughs) That's the the final mission in Assassin's Creed 2. (laughs) It's so so cool. (laughs) So weird. It's awesome. Okay, my number nine is The Nice Guys. I saw a trailer for that the other day and it looked fun. It just—I think I'll enjoy that movie. That almost made my list. I'm excited for it. Eight is Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I—I'm not in as into Harry Potter as you guys are. I'm sorry. Um, I made the list though. (laughs) And I don't know. I just—I feel like this movie is not really necessary. But we're not going to get into that right now. (laughs) Um, seven. Is Independence Day. Nice. What are we going up to? Five or six? Six. Alright. And my number six is Hail Caesar. Oh, cool. I like the Coen Brothers. Um, Those movies are... They're fun to me. I love Fargo. That movie's amazing. And I think it looks funny. Everyone really seems to not be into this movie at all. Me. Why? It just doesn't look good. I don't know. (laughs) Looks pretty energetic. It's got some movie just, stars playing movie stars. I think I feel the same way you you feel about Deadpool as I do about this movie. I feel like it looks it just looks like it's trying too hard. Oh my god! I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, there's my. I don't. I'm glad we talked about most of these already. Uh. <laughs> All right. Huh. 
What? What? Oh my god! How Speak you, your mind. How do you compare what, Hail Caesar to Deadpool? How do you like Deadpool? First of all, I want to. Deadpool is funny. It's funny. In the comics, he is. But. Oh, yeah, man. Looks, I don't know. Just I mean, it doesn't look bad. It just looks like. But this just is doesn't really Cullens. appeal to me. This is the Cullens. These guys I are. Know. Even though I, I'm not the biggest fan of them, they're like powered they're with fine. loyalty. I've seen like two movies of theirs, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not like ready to like. Give him a hug or anything. How do you not like? The, do you like the Big Lebowski? I haven't seen the Big Lebowski. Everybody loves the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I want to see it. I do. I'll see it. I, I definitely want to see it. So yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it either. I would. I'd watch them. Who's great? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Joel and Ethan Cohen guy either. I like True Grit. Yeah. I really want to see Inside Llewyn Davis. Yeah, me too. That movie looks awesome. Oh, by the way, I liked. I liked uh, Inside Llewyn Davis. That's one of the ones I saw. Wow, I think I pegged you to be a big Cohen guy. No, nah, I mean I like him. It's just I'm I'm excited for you to be, uh, maybe not blown away, but pleasant. Maybe maybe I'll be surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Here's hoping. Maybe it'll be my favorite of the year. I have no idea. Whoa, let's slow down there, Turbo. <laughs> cool. What do you want from me, Josh? So <laughs> little enthusiasm. Five through two. All right, five through two. Okay. So my number five uh, is Captain America: Civil War. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I'm probably. actually really surprised by that. Yeah, pretty low. Yeah, I thought that would have been your number one. Oh, uh, no. Nah. Um, so, uh, so this movie, uh, I, I love, I mean, I've probably talked about this already, but uh, Captain America, I love Winter Soldier. It's my second favorite superhero movie of all time. Uh, I don't think this will be as good, even though the Russo brothers are coming back to do it. Um, but uh, the trailer looks incredible. Uh, I love the Marvel Universe, even though some of their movies as of recently aren't as good as others. Um but, I mean, I love the Civil War storyline in the comics. It wasn't perfect, but, I, I mean, just in concept at least. And I love the, I mean, I actually love the story, like, as it was told. Um, I think the way they're approaching it in the movie is really interesting. It's, it's, not, it's not the same way they did in the comics, but it's, I think it's a really great story. Um, I think it's good for a Captain America movie. Um, and, again, just it looks like a, really, uh, like a really strong Marvel movie. So I can't wait to see it. I love seeing Tony Stark pop up in anything. Because I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, so, and I am Team Tony Stark still. I don't care what anybody says. And you're Team Nazis. Just <laughs> I'm saying. Team, I'm Team Keep the Human Race Alive. Um, okay, and then my number four is Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. You're flooring me right now. I, <laughs> I know. Um, so this was. Pretty much since this movie was announced, this was my number one, um, and it's been my number one all through that year and all through last year. And it changed a few weeks ago when we got a brand new trailer for for the movie. Figure that out later. All right. Um, so I wish I hadn't watched that trailer because this movie would still be in my number one if I hadn't, but I did. And I still think this movie is going to be awesome. I, I really do think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be better than Man of Steel, which I loved, um, but. I am now more nervous. I'm now actually nervous. I actually I feel like I have reason to be nervous while I didn't have any reason before, aside from a few minor things. Um, it's just that trailer, they tried to do so much in three minutes, and it just felt like a rushed product. And I know it's not, obviously it's not a reflection of the full movie, but when you're giving me a trailer, you need to try to reflect what your movie's going to be. And if that's what your trailer comes off as, it's going to make me nervous. So 
I didn't, it kind of took, it really just knocked the wind out of my height for the movie. So that's why it's kind of got bumped down a little bit, but I'm still really excited for it. I love uh, Cavill as Superman. Affleck, I think, is going to be the like best part of this movie. I think Batman's going to still uh, steal the show. Uh, Wonder Woman looks cool. I don't know how Gal Gadot will do. Um, I mean, Lex Luthor, I'm, in, I'm still interested in seeing how Eisenberg does that. Uh, Doomsday, we'll, we'll see. Um, but all in all, I'm excited. Love Man of Steel. I'm excited for DC. I want this to be awesome. So, yeah. Um, Not on okay. my list. Huh? <laughs> Completely bumped off. That's okay, All right, and then my number three. This will this will really shock you. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. You're killing me, Josh. Wow. <laughs> what happened to you? I don't know. Um, actually, before I did this list, I was rewatching some trailers for other movies that are coming out of this list. So my number two and one are probably gonna. I, they're gonna give Mason a stroke. Okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, number three, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Star Wars is my favorite franchise of all time. It's obviously going to be on the list. It's obviously going to be, yeah, <laughs> it's obviously going to be high on the list. But um, yeah, I mean, well, really, even though yeah. even though I worship Star Wars, I don't know almost anything about this movie aside from what it's about, who's in it, who's directing it. And anticipated doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, I mean, I've been anticipated for you know a lot of things. That's yeah, true. You know, my I'm number one anticipated has been my most disappointing before. So. Huh. Uh, Ripper room, sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rogue One. Uh, you got the go- director of Godzilla, which I really liked, didn't love. Um, Felicity Jones, Mads Mikkelsen, Al Tudyk, Ben Mendelsohn. This cast is awesome. Um, really interesting cast for a Star Wars movie, nonetheless. It's the first Star Wars movie without any Jedi, although I'm pretty sure we'll see. We'll see. Well, I think I'm pretty sure Darth Vader's gonna be in it. Uh, <gasps> Wait, really? Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be in it. Oh wow, that's dumb. Why? <laughs> I mean, okay, try it. Let's yeah, let's do the, one of the most in, infamous characters of all time again, and without any Jedi, let's have him just be a dude. That's, that just seems strange to me. He's he needs to be there. It's about stealing the plans to the Death Star. That's a really good has, pilot. That doesn't remember. mean he has to be involved. He doesn't have to be involved. He has to be pre- He should be present in this story at some point. Okay, I'd be happy with a passing mention. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need to, like, we don't need, just because he shows up doesn't mean he be, needs to fight a Jedi or something. I mean, well, oh, no, look, it's Darth Vader. Vader. And then that's it. Hey, guys, Darth Vader's over there. He's like, I mean, because he was, like, he, he's, He's siphoning you know, some soup in the Death Star canteen. <laughs> flips him off. Yeah. Like, just seeing a scene of him, like, there's scenes, I mean, I'll, I've talked about Lost Stars, the book before, but, I mean, you see scenes of uh, just, like, uh, Imperial uh, commanders just walking up to him. In you know, in passing, having scenes of him just to show his presence and his strength and stuff, and I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel forced; it feels natural, like it's part of the story. Um, and I think you can do the same thing with this. So, um, but um, yes, yeah, Star Wars Rogue One. Can't wait to see it. Um, I think we're getting a teaser, probably in the next. I, I mean, it could be in the next month. Uh, getting, so it's they're gonna get Hayden back for Darth Vader, right? God, I oh, hope so. God, God no. Was there sand there? I hate sand. <laughs> keep, keep those plans in a sandbox. No one will go near them. Everyone hates sand. <laughs> we can't be there, Lord Vader. They'll get everywhere. It'll get everywhere. <laughs> That's why they won't take them. It's so smart. All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um. Yeah. Okay. So number three is Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, which I still don't know how I feel about the name, but whatever. The name. Just call um, Rogue One. Yeah, I'll just call it Rogue One. Okay. Number two is Suicide Squad. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm really after re- I was rewatching the trailer the other day. I just I love that trailer. Um. And so I think that just because this is so much different and some it's just something new and interesting and it's something new to the whole comic book genre um i mean david ayer is directing it i loved end of watch i really liked fury um i think he does a great job with ensemble casts um yeah i mean he has a great cast here you got margot robbie jared leto will smith um so uh and you also have um who's playing amanda waller um can't remember her name viola davis viola davis yeah she's awesome too so mm-hmm. Um, but you have a really strong cast. Uh, I, I love the premise. Um, I don't really know much about the actual story or who they're going after. I'm assuming it's the Joker. Um, but everything I've seen, it looks awesome. I love the visual style. It looks like it's in the same world as Man, as Man of Steel, Batman, Superman. But it's not just like copying, pasting the look. It looks kind of like its own unique look. Um, I think... If you call Hot Topic unique, then... Nice. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> so funny. Um, but it looks real. I think it looks really cool. I think it looks like a lot. It looks like really, I mean, it looks dark obviously, but it looks, I mean, really, uh, fun in a, in a kind of a dark kind of, cause I've heard there's actually going to be a lot of humor in the movie, kind of like dark, dark comedy type of thing, which I think is a cool approach. Um, just, I, I think it looks awesome. I'm just, I just want something different because I the, the, the whole, the only re- way that the superhero genre is going to keep on going strong is if you keep things fresh, like movies like uh, Doctor Strange or uh, Black Panther or Suicide Squad, something like this. Because um, if you just keep doing the same, you know, superhero movie, superhero movie, superhero movie of the same kind of thing we've seen before, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna it's gonna go downhill. And it's gonna go fast. So I want more movies like this. I want to, and it's a villain centric movie, something we've never, not just a superhero movie. We've never really seen a villain-centric movie. I mean, we've seen anti-heroes. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 had its fair share of villains. Yeah. <laughs> so did Amazing Spider-Man. He was dark-suited Spider-Man, let's not forget. So did Amazing Spider-Man 2. That was a great movie. No, it was not. That was a good Spider-Man movie. 3 was better. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my number one, uh, we're going oh, back. Oh, we're Wait, what are you one. doing? This is well, your idea. Right, 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 right. right. Number Don't one. ruin your own thing, okay. buddy. Okay. I won't. All right, I won't. All right, you guys go. Couple, what, one quick thing I noticed from looking at Suicide Squad on its Wikipedia page, at least two hundred fifty million dollars. That's how that's much budget? it's budget for. I'm. That's a lot of that's got to go to salary. Would be my guess. Like that's huge, right? Will Smith yeah. is probably like, give me twenty million dollars. They Star, said Star Wars not? is made for two hundred. So yeah, give me a million dollars for every line I say in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> Get Aaron Sorkin to rewrite the script. <laughs> I have as many lines left. But no, that's cool. But I don't. Yeah. I just. I have a friend who's got a kid who likes superheroes, and I'm, it's just going to be weird getting two tickets to go see a movie called Suicide Squad. Because I mean, it's just no. It's it's just a strange thing to do. I was like, oh, Suicide Squad is a superhero movie. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, why does every superhero movie got to be? That's. I mean, it's some of them are more mature. I mean, they're not going to be all for kids. Well, still, it's you know, good guys and bad guys. It's, I don't know. It's just, I probably, if I had a kid, I probably wouldn't take him, him or her. Oh, I wouldn't either. So I'll I, take myself to see it. So. Okay, that's fair. But $250 million, though, how much? You're going to need a big audience for to pay that off. I think they're, 
it tells me they're confident in Batman v Superman, mm. but still, I mean, it's all, and it's a lot of money, so we'll see. It's a big risk to take early on. I, I yeah. thought for that, but yeah, cool. Definitely. So for me, my number five, it most most anticipated, is a movie called The Accountant with Ben Affleck, directed by Gavin O'Connor. Nice. Looks to be a pretty cool thriller, maybe action thriller. I don't really know much about it, but it's got a good. Everybody's got a good pedigree in it. O'Connor made Warrior, which was a, an exceptionally good movie. And, um, yeah, it just, it, I'm fingers crossed, it's just going to be an old-fashioned, 70s kind of cool, fun thriller. And uh, that's pretty much all I could ask for. It. Oh, Gavin O'Connor has also got Jane Got a Gun coming out. Good for him. Yeah. Boy. He's doing well. Yeah. Um, great. So at number four is a movie that doesn't have a release date, so this is purely on faith, but I doubt it will get stiffed again is The Light Between Oceans with Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander as a lighthouse keeper and his wife who are having trouble um, having a baby. And one day, a baby, an alive baby with a dead guy in a boat washes up on shore and they take it into their own. And that's all I'll say because things happen. And I hope this comes out in the, I guess, last quarter of the year because this it, this I think this has Oscar written all over it without it being too like, you know, Tom Hooper e, where it's just like give me an Oscar, just screaming in your face. This seems like it could be a subtle kind of Oscar winner, and it's got a Derek Cian Franz from Place Beyond the Pines is writing, directing, and this is it looks it's even already with the two or three pictures we've got, it looks gorgeous, and I can't wait to see this great book. Hopefully, did be- you read the book? Yeah, I read it. How was it? Very, very good. I mean, I, I take um, good stock in your opinions. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Because no, the, the snowman was awesome. Not something, I, not a kind of book that I usually read. I mean, I gave it to my grandma, and I'm, I'm, when she gets around to reading it, I'm assuming she'll like it. But it's, um, it's a really interesting story, and I really dug it. Um, coming up next is another movie that I know nothing about. It's, and it's based on the book, so maybe I'll read that. It's The Girl on the Train. Yes, that movie looks, that sounds incredible. That um, this is another that one. That those... book was on the New York best, New York Times bestseller list for like a year. Yeah, I mean, Emily Blunt's in it, so. Oh, that's that's all I needed to hear. She's my acting for female acting. She's my standard. I told you guys last week. Whenever there's a female actor in it, I just think that I'm not too crazy about. It. I'm like, is would Emily Blunt be better? Probably a majority of the time. So, uh, she's she passes that test. Uh, Emily Blunt, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, Justin Terrell, Luke Evans, but this isn't gonna be this is gonna be a movie about the ladies and I guess what I assume to be a thriller. Honestly, that's that's one of my favorite genres, so I couldn't be more excited to see that. And at number two, a movie we've talked about, Born Five. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love the last three. Well the I guess the first three, the last three Matt Damon ones. Um, they're coming they came back from a mixture of oh boy, this franchise isn't doing too well. And I assume that they got a good story for it. Those are three. Um, the ones that Matt Damon's been in are all three fantastic movies. And I'm just, I'm up for a fourth one. Let's let's see what they got. Let's do it. Yeah, let do. Let go. <laughs> so, Cody, five all right. two. Number five is The Jungle Book. Oh, nice. Had you asked me about that movie before I saw the trailer, I would have told you to die. <laughs> because... <laughs> I did not think that that movie has any reason to be just put out there again. 
but the trailer is so cool. It looks yeah. so good. I want. I can't wait to see it. It looks very interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. Number four is X Men Apocalypse. Nice. So I'm surprised that didn't show up more, but. Yeah. Did uh, did the trailer blow you away or? Yeah, it looked awesome. Okay. Okay. I, I like the trailer. I just it. didn't. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. So. But here's the thing: any trailer is going to be better than um, Star Trek Three. That's true. I thought that trailer was better than Apocalypse. So. Uh, <laughs> you like being wrong, or yeah, is it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that trailer was dumb. It gave me BC Boys, and I was excited. That, that song. That that's song. Honestly, why I didn't like it. They should have kept that song in 2008 where it belonged. Honestly. No. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Simon Pegg t- said that the trailer doesn't even remotely reflect the actual movie in any way. So, I, I mean, if anyone's that. worrying about it, sorry for turning this into a Star Trek theme uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, where were we? We were at X Men. Yeah. I mean, it's got Sophie Turner. She's great in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac's playing the bad guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He's my new favorite actor. He's got ever a lot. since. He's got a lot of really cool stuff coming down the pipe. Ever since X Machina, he's killed me. He's so good in everything. Even, he was the best part of a movie I saw called The Most Violent Year, which was so boring. (laughs) Uh, Don't watch that. If he does not dance in X-Men, I will be very disappointed. (laughs) That's the greatest meme ever. (laughs) Or gif, I should say. I assume there's a deleted scene of him dancing in the cockpit of his X-Wing from Star Wars. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i liked i loved days of future past so i'm excited mm-hmm. to see where the story is going i'm glad they retconned that universe after people ruined it for some reason yeah uh, all right number three is deadpool because it looks funny nice i like the trailer every I, I think ryan reynolds is perfect for that role he's proven himself over and over again with these trailers I just I think it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Same. Oh, number two. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rogue One. Nice. Yeah, it's it's Rogue One. I like Star Wars. That's all we got. <laughs> we talked about it already. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cool. redundancy about this podcast, and we're going real long. We haven't even <laughs> talked about the movie yet. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Josh, your most anticipated movie of 2016 is... The Merc with a Mouth stars in Deadpool. Huh. Yeah. After, like, I mean... Over Star was... Wars. That's what I can't get over. See, I don't know how you could because be more I, excited Because I've waited for Deadpool. I've waited to see a Deadpool movie since I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't, waited, I haven't waited to see a real one movie. I wanted to see Star Wars Episode Seven, and I got it. And Something it, tells me that this is going to appeal to 13-year-old you more than it is 21-year-old Well, I still, the thing is, I still love this character. I mean, I've always loved this character. I think he's funny. I think he's uh, exciting. I love him when he breaks the fourth wall. He's hard R. He's, uh, I mean, he's got, he got the mouth. Um, it, just, it, they, it looks like they're doing him exactly how I always wanted to see him done. And... I, they're not doing what they did in X Men Origins Wolverine, which was really horrible. His mouth shut. Yeah, that was. They made him into whatever the hell that was. Um, so I, I love this character. I've always loved this character. It's one of my favorite comic book 
characters um, just of all time. And I've, when they finally announced the movie, I was so excited. Um, and when I was reshuffling my kind of top, ten, my uh, most anticipated list, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's, it, I think it's Deadpool because it's just I've waited so long. It looks like I've not seen a single thing from this movie that has made me say, uh oh, or this could be bad. It looks to me, it looks exactly like the movie that I want. So I cannot wait to see it. It's only about four, five weeks away, six oh, weeks wow. away. It's only a few weeks away. So I can't wait to see it. It looks awesome. Bring on Deadpool. Yeah, my mom just texted me and said I'm going to be sick that day. So we'll have to see something else. <laughs> I have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, I have a really long doctor's appointment that whole week. Can't see it. Sorry. Yeah. It's too <laughs> no. bad. Sorry, Mason. Hey, Hope if it's better. funny, if it's funny, then I'll be the first one to say it's funny. But <laughs> I haven't laughed yet, except for the topographical map of Utah joke. That's it. That's the best. See, I thought that was the best part of the trailer, but I laughed But that's just everything. how, that's just, that's 90% TJ Miller's voice, to be honest with you. He's got something weirdest voice. But hey, man, if you're excited about it, I, you know, God bless you. Yeah. That's what movies are about? So, congrats. Just wish it was Star Wars. <laughs> Would have been. Doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> what we what we learned about you, it does not fit. I like being unexpected. All right. Good at that. So, uh, as in, in an unexpected way, my of course my most anticipated of the year is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Nice. Very Shock. short explanation. I love this universe. I can't wait to go back in any capacity. And it just—it looks they've got all the—they've got all the people involved that they should have involved. David Yates directing, Homegirl J.K. writing, uh, Eddie Redmayne. You know, not his biggest fan, but I think in the right, you know, non-Oscar Beatty kind of arena, <laughs> he can be—he can be a pretty, pretty good uh, performer. So. Yeah, I saw the uh, trailer in the theater for the first time a couple of days ago, and just I got chills just watching just the, at the beginning again, just when they say Lumos Maxima, and yeah. just like all that. But I just I, I can't I, can, I really am excited for this movie. So. And I mean, getting getting to see Colin Farrell play in horror is just the coolest. Yeah, just he's so cool. Get to see what a real horror is supposed to look like. His name is Percival yeah. Graves. That's so cool. That's a pretty good name. I I can't lie. No. As cool as I am on this movie, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to give it up to it. it it's probably going to be great. Yeah. And just to be able to see, to get a, like, a look at the, the American, I guess, yeah. Hogwarts or something like that, it's just... Oh. It, is, it is funny that they like make it all kind of, kind of shifting it to be all about the American Wizarding World, but they get a British guy to be the star. You know, I bet I'll bet you, I bet you hundred bucks that in this in the American Wizarding World there is no wand control whatsoever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Thank you. That's how that's how you can tell. <laughs> they were just firing off spells like crazy, open carrying their wands. <laughs> God, Shooting no is everywhere. Exactly. Oh god. <laughs> it's the, oh, it's the fourth wizard decree, guys. You can't. You can't destroy our rights. Uh, it's their, that's their Bill of Rights. They're not their Bill of Rights. Yeah, that's the Bill of Rights. Uh. <laughs> All right, Cody. All right. Most My anticipated. most anticipated movie is God's Not Dead 2. Oh, yes. Not really. Did you guys see the first one? No. God's Not Dead. That should be a zombie movie. Do yourself a favor and watch that movie with two hardcore atheists. <laughs> because, oh, it's just... It's a bad movie, first of all. Uh-huh. And secondly, they're just... The arguments that he's making for God make no sense. 
It's just just watch them. Like if you are ever really really bored, give it a go. But seriously, my number one is a kind of a tie between Batman and Superman and Civil War. Yeah. Given the edge to Civil War, right now. Again, I'm not really. Um, I'm starting to feel superhero fatigue. So, well, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be great, but as I said at the beginning, I'm not really hot on this year. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I wasn't hot on 2015 when it started either. So, true. But that at least had Star Wars at the end of the tunnel. Yep. Yeah. I just looked up God's Not Dead. I'm shocked that Kirk Cameron's not involved. <laughs> The only yep. semi-famous guy in that whole movie is um, one of the Spartans from that spoof 300 movie. Oh, I see Dean Cain and Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty. They don't count because they're insane. So this is some star power. Yeah, Dean Cain, what is wrong with him? That poor guy. He was Superman. I know, he's, and he's handsome. If he lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> that's just, that's crazy. But anyways... Yeah, I forgot well. they were in that movie. Oh my god, Good year. their cameo makes no sense. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's so that does sound interesting. Cool. Well, that's um, looking forward to 2016. This should be an interesting year. Uh, just real quick, I want to mention we got Silence, the new Scorsese movie, Man Magnificent Seven looks interesting. The nice guy, uh, nice guys, of course, Passengers that nobody um, brought up, and then a movie called The Promise with Christian Bale and Oscar Isaac. So. There's Boy, nice. that's my guy. There's some there's some players that I think are going to merge. I'm really excited to see how everything shapes up. But for right now, guys, let's talk about the hateful eight. Let's do it. What make a man brave a blizzard? Kill in cold blood? I'm sure I don't know. You'd be surprised what a man would do. So since this podcast is in, is in its infancy, we really haven't had the chance to talk about Quentin Tarantino. So before we get started, I want to get everybody's two cents on him as a less of a, less as a person because we've had some off era conversations about him. Yeah, more as like a director. So okay. Cody, I want to start with you. What are your thoughts on the, the Tarantino? He is probably my favorite director. Oh wow! I wow. I, I like every single one of his movies. Except for Jackie Brown, yeah. hatefully included, Death Proof not included because I haven't seen it. But yeah. no need. <laughs> yeah, I. It's so. It's just he's great. His dialogue is what gets me. He's a great writer. No matter what we think about him personally, he might be a piece of crap. But <laughs> now, I don't think that I would like to hang out with him. I don't remember which of you wouldn't want to oh, hang out. Oh, I was with him. It was me. It was me. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would. I'd hang out with him. Quentin, have you seen Spectre? <laughs> like, that, that would be it. Ah, yeah. man, man, man. That, that's, a, that's like a great, that's just a great movie. It's fucking great. That's when so all the blood started coming out of uh, Christoph Waltz's eye. I needed so much more, though. I got yeah. a blood guy. You need a blood guy? I, I got a blood guy. <laughs> you might have to make your movie go in black and white, but you'll love it. Uh, he just seems like the best kind of insane. But yes. Yeah, I... Something, you mentioned the dialogue, Cody, and there's something that I've always thought with him. He, he writes the most realistic but rhythmic, kind of like you never hear a person say this kind of dialogue. Yeah. Like, people aren't smart enough to talk like this, even though what they're saying is pretty much what he's saying. It's, it's, it's so weird and fascinating. Has he ever talked about how he does that? 
No, I think that I think he talks like that. That's so cool. So he's like he's just good at it. Because he's smart enough to talk like that. So coming into this, unless Hateblade is is your favorite, what's what are your favorite? Like three or four favorite Tarantino. Uh, okay, Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained. Okay. I'm missing one. Re- Reservoir Dogs. Cool, cool. Josh, what about you? I did like the Hateful Eight. <laughs> Thoughts on Tarantino? Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him as a person, mm-hmm. but whatever. You know, he can do whatever he wants. He makes movies that I enjoy. Um, I like. I've seen now four of his movies. I've seen Glorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction, and Django, and Hateful Eight. Um, I loved Django Unchained. is actually my favorite of his movies. Yeah, I uh, I loved Django Unchained. I thought the movie was fantastic, a lot of fun. Um, Pulp Fiction is a classic. Like, uh-huh. Pulp Fiction is just that movie is incredible. Um, and then Glorious Bastards, I liked. Thought it was good, not great. Um, but I, again, the dialogue is what I love most about his movies. It's just so snappy, so. Uh, well timed and it's it's clever and it's fresh and it feels natural but it also feels completely over the top and ridiculous but it's it just it's just perfect blend and again like you said it's rhythmic um it's just he just makes a lot of, he like makes really well made fun but also like just well made movies like just so interesting and it just keeps you invested mm-hmm. um i think he's a really really talented director and writer um yeah and again uh Favorite is Django, so yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, as, as far as me, I think for me, Tarantino got off to kind of a rocky start. Um, I think Reservoir Dogs is fine, but I just find, and I'm not, I'm not somebody who's like doesn't like swear words. Obviously, like who does? Who's like that? I but I just feel people. like it's a little over the top with Reservoir Dogs. It's like the f the f bomb is just every other word. And I'm just like, can we just hold on one hold second? On, wait, like can you? Can don't we talk you like? like yeah, come on. You have yeah, no room that, to that talk kind of, right now. That plays into the just how out of their minds the characters are. And the Reservoir Dogs are just a little bit too, you know, put together, I guess, for them to be just throwing it out like that. That's just, that's, that's nothing to do with the movie. It's just always criticism. kind of bugs me. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like it's naive. It's like juvenile the way that it's used, I guess. To be fair, it was his first movie. Yeah, exactly. And he made, and that's an incredible movie for somebody his age. Pulp Fiction, I think it's just fine. I'm not super high on it, I guess. I don't really like the Kill Bill movies after seeing them. I'll have to go back and see them again. But Inglorious Bastards on, I think, are just fantastic movies. Inglorious Bastards is a favorite of mine. I just think he's really he's hit his stride recently with his last, I guess, three movies. Um, where he's kind of gotten into this historical fiction, which I'm really I, I find really really interesting. He tells stories and he doesn't really shy away from maybe not controversy but from kind of sticking his leg out there even if it doesn't really work out and i really i kind of i'd say i respect that um and he's just the guy's just he's a treasure trove of movies like he just he knows more about movies than i know about anything probably he knows more about movies than i know about you too and i just i just i respect the hell out of him for that so um so yeah he's he's definitely a cool guy so Hateful Eight. What was um, what are some initial impressions on it? Cody, start with you. I enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very well written. It was very well acted. It was very well shot. Mm-hmm. It dragged on a couple of places. Mm-hmm. I think it did not have to be three hours long. 
<laughs> but he still made it three hours long. What he does. Yeah, I mean, I think this is me personally. I think this movie would have been a better play. Oh, wow. Wow, I never thought yeah. about that. Because I just, I think if you're going to set a movie in one spot, I want to see it on the stage. I don't know what it is about that, but. It's a really interesting idea. Hmm. I'm going to adapt it <laughs> and get sued. But no, I really, um, I, I liked it a lot. It's not my favorite Tarantino movie, but yeah. it was it was entertaining. I can't wait to see it again. I feel yeah. like I'm going to enjoy it the second time. Yeah, yeah. More. Josh, what about you? What are some first impressions on Hate Blade? Uh, I really liked it. Um, it's not my favorite of his movies that I've seen, uh, but I think it's great. Um, the Hate Blade is really great. Um, ha. It's ha ha. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, what's what I've come to expect from a Tarantino movie? The dialogue is great. The characters are fun and exciting and interesting. The story is, you know, it gets me going. Um, it just, I think it's a really great movie. Um, uh, I had a lot of fun. Not going to be in like my top 10 of the year or anything. I didn't like, I wasn't like blown away or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just because I've kind of come used to Tarantino, Tarantino's formula or style a bit uh didn't quite surprise me as much but okay. regardless i still think it's a really well-made fun uh, awesome movie um and yeah i, I want to see it again too so uh for myself i didn't see which is very strange that, that i didn't but i didn't see any trailers for this other than the tv spots that <laughs> sports games and stuff like that so i don't think I, I saw any either you're right it's very not not marked i mean not that you have to do marketed Tarantino movie, but they didn't really embrace social media as much as they, I thought they would. But so I know I knew nothing about this. And I remember specifically because I saw it kind of late at night, and I'd just been on a long car ride. And there were parts, I guess, in the middle. I'd say maybe the middle hour from one hour to two hours, where I I kind I didn't nod off, but I definitely was kind of propping my head up a little bit, like, okay, what is this? So that's kind of a long way of saying that. This movie took a really long time to get going, but <laughs> once true. it did, and I realized that it was like a mystery film, I was just I was wrapped at attention. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" Because just mysteries are some of my favorite things ever, and um, it, it reminded me a lot of a movie I don't think you guys have seen called "And Then There Were None," which is, it's it's this nineteen it's an Agatha Christie book, and it was adapted in the nineteen forties, and it's about like eight or so people who are brought to a mansion in the middle of nowhere and there's a killer among them and you know they don't know who the killer is and they're kind of jumping around i love that movie and it reminded me a lot of that book so i get you can imagine that with being directed that kind of movie being directed by tarantino was an incredible experience for me so i ended up coming out of the theater wanting to see it again just to see how it holds up but even then it does need. It, it can be cut down by maybe ten or fifteen minutes. Uh huh. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So and and also I wasn't. I didn't love some of the acting, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, actually, let's do it now. So, what did you guys think of some of the performers in this? Awesome. I can't really complain about anybody, mm-hmm. except for maybe the four lines that Channing Tatum had. <laughs> I would have liked to see him featured more prominently, but really, there's a. I can't really say anything that bad about it, except for the slow start, like you like you said. Yeah. But all of the performances I, I enjoyed. 
Josh, what about you? Uh, I think the performances are great. I actually think um, it's Jennifer Jason Lee. She plays the uh, per, the uh, person uh, being carried by uh, Kurt Russell's character, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, she's she was. I thought she. If anyone's gonna get any kind of Oscar recognition, it would be her. I think. I thought she was fantastic. Um, and then Kurt Russell. Actually, you know, Kurt Russell's mustache. He stole the show. For me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, incredible. Yeah, he was great. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, awesome. One, probably my favorite ah, character in the so movie. Good. Um. Uh. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Tim Roth. I really liked him. I wanted him. I just wanted him in it more. How obvious like, was it that that was that role was written for Christoph Waltz? Did they? It was. It was, was blatantly obvious. <laughs> like that's how Christoph. Because uh, Tim Roth was impersonating. Yeah. Christoph Waltz for the first three quarters of that movie. So crazy. But, this is great. Yeah, as you were saying, Jeff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I love the performances. Um, just everyone, uh, yeah, again, Sam Jackson, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Tim Roth, they were great. Um, yeah, I just thought everyone did a great job. I really like the characters. Like, uh, um, yeah, just, I, I loved all the acting in this movie across the board. Mm-hmm. And Channing Tatum, too. Didn't, didn't mention him, but he's in this movie. Um, yeah, he doesn't show up till later, but I really liked him in the movie. I'm always um, fascinated with, like, the modern actors that, uh, Tarantino picks for his movies, so. Channing Tatum was uh, not a choice I expected, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I made this criticism at some point, um, either on the or off. I was just kind of, I was a little underwhelmed with this cast, because these were, I guess, his, you know, the usual suspects, I suppose, the guys that he has worked with or likes to work with. And I was, you know... I I like to see him stretch his bounds a little bit, but um, as it stands, you know, there's, you can't really... You can't complain about any of these guys. Kurt Russell was great. I thought Samuel Jackson was fantastic, as he always is. Yeah. He was especially good in this As game. he usually is, I should say. Uh, Jennifer Lee, Jason Lee was in, so enjoyably just terrible. <laughs> and, oh, it I mean, was so weird. I felt bad for seeing a woman get, you know, beat around the way that she was. But I mean, And you remembered some theater, of the things she said. Yeah, but then my whole theater laughed, and I was like, all right, I can dig into this. Yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to laugh at that or not. It was just... I agree. It was kind of uncomfortable the first couple times. <laughs> they just elbowed her in the face. Because just out of nowhere, too, it was just like... Yep. Just kind of did it. Really and he was, like, nice to her at other times. Well, it, it, you know, Kurt Russell's character was nice to her at some times, but he was beating the crap out of her at others. I was like, all right, let's... Yeah, okay. Pick a role, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... Uh, Walt, G- Walt Goggins, uh, as Chris Mannix, the sheriff, who ended up making it out at the end, was... <laughs> Interesting. Michael Madsen is sounds a lot like uh, Christian Bale in The Dark Knight, which is cool. That was funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just this is an old, this just kind of an old timey sort of movie, and fused with Tarantino, and I just, you know, I I admired it for what it was, and uh, even with all the violence and the kind of racist undertones he likes to adopt. But um, well, it was appropriate. Oh yeah, this movie. Did you guys Did you guys think anything? went a little bit too, you know, over the top with, like, you know, the violence of the language or anything like that? Um, one scene, I mean, it's kind of one of my negatives. I have a couple. Um, but one scene, the one where, it's kind of a spoiler, so, um, there's, uh, there, it's kind of like projectile vomiting. 
blood. <laughs> and they're all projectile vomiting blood everywhere. I laughed um, at that. I I, it was it, it was today. fun. It was cool. It was just like I, I in pretty much every Tarantino movie, there's like this always just like one piece where I'm like, it just feels a little out of place. Like it's not like because I mean I'm expecting a lot of blood, but it's the way it's done that kind of makes or breaks it for me. Mm-hmm. And that scene, it just kind of like it was like I felt like I was watching like a horror movie for a second, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit. I was like, what am I watching now? And then it kind of went back to the flow of what it was go- going for. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I ever felt like it. Kind what of was that scene much. in Django for you? Was there one in Django? Um, the en- the big climactic ending, the whole shootout. Really? Yeah. It's one of my um, favorite parts of that movie. See, I love the, the scene. I just think it could have toned down on the like explosive everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of those scenes where it's, you know, that's, I guess you were talking about the, not cliches that he's fallen into, but just the formula for it. And yeah. the last three movies have been like that. Well, the last four movies, I guess, and Kill Bill have been that kind of like, all right, well, it's the end, so blood's got to be shed. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you got to put the squid music back in business, uh, mm-hmm. industry back in business. But, um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's an interesting point that you, you brought up. Uh, I mean, what else do you guys... Uh, passionate about this movie um just the storytelling i mean but that's like that's a no-brainer for a tarantino movie i just it just keeps kind of it's like a it's like a it's a snowball effect you just keep going and going and going and going um it gets better and better and more kind of bigger and goes in different directions as it goes along um and i also liked uh i liked kind of i mean he's done things like this before but like um the chapters yeah. I was segmented into the chapters. That was really cool. It kind of took me. It was like a little weird at first, but I got used to it and I liked it by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, just overall, I just think it's a. It's just it's because the thing is the sto- What I was I was expecting more of a. I guess are we going into spoilers now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's fine. Um, because I was it was I was kind of assuming this was kind of just a full on who done it mm-hmm. kind of story, and that's only about. 20 minutes of the whole movie <laughs> that's right <laughs> so because um i actually think this movie could have been easily cut down to about two hours oh wow i think I, th- I think the first hour and a half could have easily been cut like you could have cut up almost half of that out of there everything condensed pre, like pre the they got to the haberdashery pretty because, yeah i think <laughs> because i think because i love watching that stuff it's just I, I can't sit. I don't like sitting in a movie theater for three hours. I really don't. Um, but um, and it just felt not not like too long. It's just I feel like that could have been condensed to kind of make it feel a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also a thing. It's also just how he likes to make his movies. Just like he doesn't like them to feel tight and brisk. He likes them to feel kind of not drawn out. But um, well, like I guess he told yeah. you everything. Like yeah. he didn't leave anything out. Yeah. Um, and because I mean, if you really look at the movie, it's just how many it's just every character getting a monologue one after the other mm-hmm. until you start getting into the actual plot an hour and a half into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I looked at it. I mean, I lo- I, lo- I enjoyed that aspect of it and how it did it, but it's, that's what it is. For some directors, um, character introductions take 35 minutes, but for him, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. They're good characters. Yeah, they're great characters, and I enjoyed it. I just think it could have, I could, it could have been tightened down a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but regardless, um, yeah. But overall, I just, I loved it. Um, 
that was though that and the uh the blood stuff was my only major gripe really at all yeah um because honestly i mean there isn't really much of a story if you look at it because it's, it's, it's all just character like, development it's basically one it it's basically all these characters and how they have to, what they have to do with this one tiny little event and the before and after of that event yeah so but it's i mean it's well done and it's intriguing and again the characters so good so so good so yeah definitely a, a new side i guess to tarantino but yeah this is like i said I, the parallels this has with and then there were none it was one of my favorite movies but um it's just so maybe not blatant but it's it's he's definitely paying homage to older kind of those genre that films. type of movies yeah and uh you know how have you guys heard about how um before every movie he makes he kind of shows the cast a movie they screen a movie like this is the what i want this is the kind of tone you guys know that i did not i did not well guess well <laughs> anybody care to guess just just thinking about it, what movie he showed the cast before they made this movie. And then there were none. No. Oh. We talked about it earlier. Did we really? We did. I feel like I know it. I just forgot it. He showed them the thing. That's right. I remember really? that. Yeah. Mm. Isn't Kurt Russell in that movie? He is. Do you think he that is, was yep. weird for Kurt Russell? <laughs> <laughs> it was inspired. So it's one of, gotta... it's one of my it's one of my favorite horror movies. But um Actually, you know that. what? That's what I, that's what I was thinking when um when uh that blood spurted that uh that vomiting scene mm-hmm. that actually reminded me of the thing. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. I couldn't put my name on it. That my my finger on it, but uh, that's exactly the scene I thought of. Um, the movie I thought of when I saw that scene. It was like so, like again, felt like a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it was like really like grotesque and violent. So, yeah. I just thought that was really that was fascinating yeah. to me. I could definitely see elements of the thing in there. I'm a, I think he took the the idea that he got from is just tight space, middle of winter, can't get out, yeah. stuff happens. Because there is a there is like a scene in the thing. I mean, it's kind of similar because there is a scene in the thing. Where have you guys seen it? No, no, I want to so bad. Right. Not, I'll, I'll keep it minor. Then there's a scene in the thing where people are kind of similar to the hateful eight, where they're it's kind of a who done it type of situation, mm-hmm. and it's surround and you know, but it's not that's not the actual plot. But I think that's that's a kind of similar element that he took from it so that that's interesting that he looked at that movie and just in case anybody listening gets mad at us for not putting it on our anticipated if i knew that live by night by ben affleck was coming out this year it would be on my list it's not it's not coming out this year it is 20 coming it got pushed to 2017 because oh, he's okay, working good. on the batman movie all right well wikipedia lied to me oh, yeah those guys can't wait for Batman, though. But anyways, um, yeah, guys, uh, anything else you want to touch upon the Hateful Eight? This, this feels like a difficult movie to talk about because it's just, it's, there's nothing Street. bad about it, and it's just, just, it's Tarantino as we know him to be. It's just Tarantino making another great movie. Yeah. Tarantino. Um, we can't not mention Samuel L. Jackson's monologue. In that movie, which one? There's like seven. Yeah, the one with the big black pecker. <laughs> oh, that was that was that oh, was hysterical. That was amazing. That led to a very philosophical, was, philosophical he, conversation on the ride home. He, he like, did you re- like he he calls his dick like seven different things in that scene. I so thought so that was, alone was hysterical. This is oh, so good. Who thinks of that? Like, you know, you weirdo. He's pecker he's weird. Johnson. But at the same time, the guy, the guy who was psychologically torturing, was a uh, 
a confederate. Yeah, we'll see. He I thought he that both. tension, the tension between Samuel L. Jackson and all of the confederates in that movie, yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I I loved it so much. As a history major, I imagine that's exactly what it was like to live as a black man in the United States after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Just everyone hates your guts. Yeah, you kind of ruined. Some people are like, oh, you, you ruined, ruined a good thing and my life. You know. So thanks. Now I got to do my own work. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I think Samuel Jackson killed it. Like yeah, he's awesome. Especially killed it in this. I, I, I want to watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again. You can't stop me. I may not watch it until it comes out on Blu-ray. Just I mean, that's probably how I'm gonna do it too. Which version did you guys see? Because I know there was two versions out. The one with the uh, intermission. No. I saw the theatrical. There are no oh. good theaters around here. Yeah, that was that was 20 minutes longer. I don't think I can handle that. Yeah, I don't I'd... even know what that could be. Because I because I know there's I heard there's there's like a 12 minute like musical overture that's... section and then there's an uh an uh, intermission. So that's what they add to the other version. Yeah. I love them for doing these things, but make it a little bit easier to access. I mean, then make it an actual play. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> I feel like that was the vibe he was trying to get. Oh, yeah. Stage performance. It's, it's one of those old road shows. You know, the one stage thing... performance with great cinematography. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was shot in 70. Did you notice anything with the 70 millimeter? Because he made a big deal about that. And I, like, it, it looks know. great. In the it theater that I was in, it just looked... It looked. It fuzzy. looks like a movie. <laughs> I think I got the digital version of it. Yeah, so. it didn't look great. That's the problem with shooting 70mm. If it's not the in the way that it's intended, it just looks like crap. Yeah. Even though it really isn't. It's amazing, but... That's, hey, gotta keep it alive. Film, yes. is, film is cheaper than digital, so keep doing film. Yeah, film looks beautiful. I, I wish it, more people used it, so... So, uh, guys, let's do some... Let's, before we get into a grade... Where do you think that this is going to get some Academy Award notice? Because that's coming up in about... Um, yeah. What's When's the nominations? The 14th. Okay. So, what's, oh today's the 6th, so... Yeah. A week. A little over a couple weeks. Wow. A week. Um, so, Academy Awards, where do you think this is going to find some traction? Um, Best original screenplay. Yes. Um, maybe cinematography. There were some great shots in there, but I think there are better really. movies. Lebeski and uh, who we're going to talk about next week, Revenant and Richardson for Hateful Eight are just, they, they probably get, are, they're going to get, they have that in the bag. They're writing their speeches right now, just in case. <laughs> um, I think uh, in terms of performances, the only one I can see, although I wish Samuel L. Jackson would get maybe a nomination, he probably won't. Well, he's not Christoph um, Waltz, so by law, you can't get a nomination <laughs> for a Tarantino <laughs> film. Um, if anyone gets a nomination, it'll be Jennifer Jason Leigh. Best support. Um, she was great. Um, and then I don't see best director, but it's possible. I doubt it. Um, best picture is always a possibility, but I don't feel like this is getting the same buzz that Django got, which did get best picture nomination. Um, I just feel like this is a weaker year for best picture. So they would, I think, I think they're going to be more likely to give it to give a nomination to this since it's just by the goodwill. He's going to win. Yeah, he won't win. Um, Maybe as just like a, uh, like yeah, you're still a good director here. Yeah, we we want you to keep making movies, please. Uh, <laughs> Didn't he say he was retiring after this one? No, ten. Ten He's gonna movies. Do ten movies. There's ten and movies. Whatever. For the love of God, I don't make them sequels. Come on, don't let your final two movies. Neither of them should be a sequel. Please. I don't think he'll do it. Do that. 
Like, you want to be like, oh, Kill Bill 3. Like, no, that's not necessary. Um, and then uh, two others, like you said, cinematography, that's a maybe. Um, but there, I've seen some really, I think there's a lot of other better looking movies this year. Um, Macbeth doesn't win. I'm going to scream. <laughs> um, and then a uh, musical score, I think, actually is going to get nominated because I really love the music in this movie. Um, oh, it was fine. I liked the opening, but yeah. other than that, I think. I mean, it's really just the same thing rehashed in different ways throughout the whole movie, but I liked it a lot. So, and it sounded very Oscar-y, and it's Tarantino, so I'm pretty sure it'll probably get a nominated. Oscar. <laughs> yeah. I'd put my money on uh, screenplay, director, and uh, cinema- cinematography and best picture. I think it's going to come in with four. So, I don't okay. know if it's going to win any of them, but that's. I feel like that's probably pretty close. Cool. Like I said, this is a thin year for Oscar stuff. Or at least the typical Oscar stuff. Hopefully the Academy stretches out a little bit. But uh, Cody, anything, anything else? What are you thinking of? What do I got? Best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm with Josh with best supporting actress. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll throw one to uh, Samuel L. Jackson because has he won an Oscar? Uh, I don't think so. He's been nominated, man. Well, yeah. I think. He, this is not his year. He's very yeah. old. Yeah. But he's so young, though. Like, it's crazy. So I feel like coming up in these next years, they're, they're just going to throw him one as, like, a Lifetime yeah. Achievement Award. You know how, like, yeah. when Return of the King came out and it won everything? Yeah. Because none of the other Lord of the Rings did? Just, I think it's just accumulating for him. Yeah. Well, because if, if, if this is not Leo's year, which I don't think it is, then it's definitely not his year. So, you don't think it is? Who do you, who's here? Do you think it is? I think it's uh, Michael Fassbender. For what? Steve Jobs. Oh no way! Oh, no way! Oh, I think he's definitely. I think he has that. I, I know. <laughs> we still need to see the Revenant. Yeah. True. Very true. But, cool. Um. So yeah, let's give this a. One of you guys want to give this grade? Sure. All right, let's go. Cody, let's start with you. Solid nine. Mm. All right, I'm going to go eight and a half. Josh? I'm also going eight and a half. Okay. That's good. I feel, I feel like this is, even though it's a different movie, well, actually, this is a pretty similar case, along with Bridge of Spies. I'm just like, oh, all right, well, that's... That's <laughs> a movie. The, that's expected from this director, and that's the best that they can possibly do on a thing like this without it being great. So, I think, I think it's great. I just, yeah. you know... But, and to answer our, your question, or somebody's question... Uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Pulp Fiction. So Yeah. Should have done that. Hey. Then who's the main character of Pulp Fiction? Uh, I, that's probably not a main character kind of movie. I, I know it's not, but who Him would they and, uh, uh, call the main, or best actor in that movie if it won a nomination? Him and Travolta are probably co-leads. So. Yeah. Hmm. Art Landau won that year for Ed Wood, so whatever. Um, cool. So that's uh, Hateful Eight in the books. Let's uh, let's move on. And guys, what have we been watching, reading, listening to, adjusting this week? Um, all right. Uh, I mean, it's something I've already starting. I've already seen, mm-hmm. but I saw. I've seen it for. I've seen Star Wars four times now. <laughs> um, nice. Probably gonna see it more. Um, I you're, saw it for the. Aren't you, you're tied. We're all tied for the. Yeah, league. we're all at four. I'm seeing it again in a couple of days. So shit, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I think I'm done with Star Wars. 
For now, at least. I got I got like six more viewings left in me. Oh God. Um, but I saw it for the first time. I I, I never do this. I go I went to see it in like IMAX and like I don't I don't I have like a like you know those like fake IMAXs that are like everywhere. Yeah. They're like just barely bigger than a regular theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that at the theater I work at. Um, but I was like I see I saw it. And I mean it's it's fine. It's a little bigger. It's nice and all. But I wanted to see it in a real IMAX theater that I've only seen a movie in once i saw the uh so the dark knight rises in real IMAX, and that was incredible mm. um and so i went and saw this at the smithsonian in uh, downtown dc and just i just needed i just want i mean the movie's awesome seeing it on that giant screen but i wanted to talk about one the one scene in particular that was actually shot in imax um which is the millennium falcon chase oh really yes i didn't know that i have never been, 3d does absolutely nothing for me I don't know how anyone sees anything special in it. It adds nothing to me. I don't see any different different types of depth. Depth. Um, it doesn't feel like I can reach out and touch things. It adds nothing exciting for me. Mm-hmm. IMAX does everything that people say 3D does. <laughs> IMAX completely immerses me in the movie. I feel like I'm. A- I'm not kidding when I say I feel like I'm there and I feel like I'm on a ride <laughs> watching this this scene in IMAX. It is one of the cool. It, it might be the coolest thing I've ever seen in a movie theater. Wow! It was so cool. I was like, I almost felt like my stomach was like gonna do a backflip because I was like, I felt like I, again, I was felt like it was a ride. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, that was just something I want to say. Like, if you if you have access or anywhere near an IMAX theater, or even if you don't, it's. I don't normally say it's worth it to go see a movie if it's a long drive. But for me, this was something I just I needed to do. I needed to do. So, uh, if you love Star Wars and you want to get as much of an experience as you can, seek out a real IMAX theater and go see Star Wars in IMAX. I wonder if our IMAX theater counts as a real IMAX theater, Mason, the one in Syracuse. I think it does. I mean, because out of the way you just described it, made me really. I I love Washington D.C. Anyway. <laughs> I want to drive to the Smithsonian and watch it now. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got, I think, I'm pretty sure they have actual IMAXs up there. I'm sure um, they do. I just love Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. It's probably um, my favorite city. I saw Interstellar at um, an IMAX, and I doubt my only experience with anything labeled as an IMAX. And it seemed, it seemed like the real deal. So Where'd you see yeah. that? Syracuse? Yeah. I did too. The I think the. I don't know if this is the standard, but the screen I saw is five stories tall. Oh my god! So yeah, no, that's not ours. Yeah, if you if, uh, your, if <laughs> your screen isn't that big, it's not a real IMAX. Shit, that's annoying. So, there's another yeah. one in Syracuse, um, by a, an Armory Square. If you know where that is, Cody. I don't know if that's an official IMAX, but I'm gonna look. I want to go see it now. I hate you, Josh. Thanks for making me waste all my money. Yeah. <laughs> DC is only six hours away. Uh, I know. I I drove there. I've driven there by myself before. Jeez. Nice. My friend was interning in DC, cool. so it was a uh, was I went. I love that's my favorite city. It's I, so I walk, full of history. It's so great. I walked 25 minutes in the freezing cold from the car to the to the theater to get to it, but it was yeah, worth it. That's dedication. Um, could have just well, I would recommend Cody. I would drive to New York before DC. I mean, yeah, my sister lives in New York, so I could probably uh manage that. Um, so cool. Uh, I watched as I did. I just yesterday and well today at four in the morning. I finished my Harry Potter marathon. It was glorious. It was lovely. I got through it. I loved the series so so much. 
And so a tech, there's a text, uh, I guess a video that I sent you guys that I just want to talk about <laughs> real quick. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Excellent movie. And the scene comes up where Voldemort is back to, he comes back to life and he's getting in Harry's face about like dueling him and whatever. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> as there's a little, there's like a three second clip right after he does the Cruciatus curse on Harry where you can see in the background a Death Eater clapping like they're at a, I don't know, they're like they're at a baseball game or something like that. It's just the most, it's like this goofy, like, <laughs> kind of clap. It's, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. He's so excited. Yeah, I noticed it on a whim. Just the, guy just like, the guy's just like, yeah, like clapping. I mean, he's, it's. <laughs> hey, we did it. So moral of the story, go go watch Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It's it's right after Harry, it's right when Harry bows down. You like, Voldemort makes him bow down. You can see it, the Death Eater's on the, Far right, where all, they're all standing. Just, fire. It was really funny. Like, oh, fire is great. Yeah. Duffy Howes is still my favorite, but I, I, I can't. I keep going back and forth with favorites because I have like a three-way tie. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe a four-way tie because I kind of count. Should, is it cheating to count Duffy Howes one and two as one movie? No, that's what no. I do. Okay, because if I if I count that as one movie, that's probably my favorite. But if it's just Duffy Howes Part Two, it's like a three-way tie with Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire. Azkaban's awful. I, <laughs> I, I just rewatching it. I love Half Blood Prince. I think that might be. Oh, I love that one. Too. That's that's my favorite non Deathly Hallows thing in Harry Potter. The book and the movie are both just beautiful and fantastic. Now, I just I'm I'm curious because I know you're I know you read the books and you like love them. I love the books too. I've read them multiple mm-hmm. times. It's been a while, but I've read them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Is your is anything with your hate for Prisoner of Azkaban? Is it just the movie itself, or is it? The liberties it takes with the book, because I know it takes a lot of liberties. No, I I, I despise the book and film equally. They both. Okay, that's fine. They're, that's they're all they're both fine up until Time Turners, which I absolutely I just okay, skipped this time. I just like I can't deal with this. I hate really, this you don't so like much. the Time Turner stuff? No, because it's just it adds this. I mean, the movies already add elements of like, oh well, this could be useful if they used it. Like Liquid Luck, that could be helpful if you made some <laughs> when you I don't know go fight Voldemort, but. And, but the time turner just to me is just so stupid. Like you oh, can't. Really? Oh, I, I love don't all say that you can manipulate time and then do nothing with it. With it, yeah. Even yeah, if but... even if it does mess up the does whatever bad thing. If you go back in time and like Avada Kedavra the crap out of little Voldemort, then I feel like that's worth it. But they're just like, no, nope, we're gonna introduce this one time and then never talk about it again. It's like, well, okay, then oh. I don't like you. I like it because it's kind of like. It's it's real. It's a realistic approach to like something that we wish we could do, but it's yeah. like like it's like in Looper where time yeah. travel is made illegal. Yeah, that's what I love think, when they kind of add a realistic element to it. Like, yeah, it's real, but we don't use it because it's friggin' really really dangerous. Oh. So, it's it's Voldemort. He's the worst thing ever. He's the Trump of Harry Potter. He's basically the Hitler of Harry Potter. Pretty much, yeah. Hitler Trump, no difference. Hitler Trump, the same guy. <laughs> Ooh, political. No. Thank you yeah. for uh, joining our. Um... <laughs> Politics themed podcast called Real Politics. <laughs> um, or an Aaron Sorkin based uh, podcast. Yeah, I need to, I need some cocaine before we do that. <laughs> I think I might. I think I'm going to try watching them all in one day. Oh, do it! Maybe it's great. Over the, I don't know. I'm going to try it. It's dedicated. It's a lot of you'll if if you do it right, you'll end up at the end of it. You'll have a British accent. But um, <laughs> I do want to point out that just my my hatred for. Prisoner of Azkaban doesn't just rely on time turners. It's also the fact that it's the most, it's the movie slash book with the least amount of impact on anything. Oh, like okay. you get Sirius Black, 
and that's pretty much it. Like every, everything else is sort of like non-essential. And I'm just like, I mean, okay, well, that's cool. I like it a lot just because it's the most standalone movie. Oh, I wouldn't if, say that. I, I think so. Because like, I think if you were to show this, to, if y'all were to take any, aside from like the first one, yeah. um, if you were to take any Harry Potter movie that's not the first one and just show it to someone and have them understand it the most well, that, without having to understand any backstory. They're not meant to be standalone. They're, just, they're meant to be part of one story. But we're going to get to this. We're gonna have a, I, I have a Harry Potter know, episode we, scheduled. Oh, so. boy. I need to go buy those movies, don't I? They're so good. I got the big, I got the big box with like the, it's like the, you know, like a book. The treasure chest? No, 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 that's, oh, that's way too expensive. But no, it's like a box and you like take it out of the box, like another. Okay. Like the, this is like a foldy book. I just, I got the uh, ultimate edition Blu-rays, so. Let's go on Amazon. <laughs> uh, so Cody, have you, what have you been? What have I been doing? That's a great question. I had an answer lined up, then we became a Harry Potter-themed podcast. Because it's the greatest thing ever. Um, I'm almost done with my rewatch of The Office. I'm like season nine. Oh, good. I still think season nine's okay. Except it's Andy pretty, Bernard, it's fine now. Andy Bernard, I, I can't decide if I hate Andy Bernard or whatever that British lady's character more. Oh, I hate her. Oh, uh, she's terrible. Or I hate she's horrible. the girl more. Catherine Tate is the actress's is. name. I cannot stand her. I support the men in this movement. It was if it was just about tearing that character down. She's <laughs> horrible. I don't. Uh, wait, so you don't like Andy? I like Andy, but then he becomes kind of an asshole. He does. I, like, I, and I, his charm, the, the lovable dork, kind of goes away, and he's just this guy who's just a jerk. When they tried to make him the main focus, that's kind of when it lost. Jim Hopper of- is the only reason I watched that, that whole Jim show. And- is actually about their relationship. So. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like how Star Wars is collectively the story of Anakin Skywalker's fallen redemption. Yeah, that it's like the whole office. series is about Jim and Pam. <laughs> Jim and Pam's like my favorite relationship, like in TV ever. What about for movies? Does it beat Finn and Poe? <laughs> no, nothing beats Finn and Poe. They're in love. I hope they turn gay. That'd be so. That'd good. be awesome. That'd be the twist no one would expect, and everyone would hate that movie. Oscar Isaac said he let the he's. In Force Awakens, they laid the groundwork for him and somebody else's romance. So yeah, it's oh. it's Ray. Oh, Leia. Yeah, because no, she I don't know. need no man. There's bits in the novel that I've started reading, haven't oh. finished it, but there's bits of stink laying the groundwork in the novel. Well, we got to talk about that when we get there. Okay, we will. She's like a baby, and he's like older. That's weird. Not that old. He doesn't look that. I mean, he doesn't look that older, but he is older. He's like thirty-seven. She's a baby. Yeah, she's cute though. She's only like two years awesome older than me. And cute. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Carrie Fisher was like 15 years younger than Harrison Ford. So nice. That's Harrison Ford, the greatest person. No one had the internet back then. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll call. Let's call it there. We touched. We get, We covered a lot of ground in this. In this bad. We did. we did. So yeah. So until then, yeah. Again, happy New Year. Uh, big couple weeks coming. We got the Revenant next week. So psyched about that. And. uh and our top ten of the year, very shortly after that, oh, very next boy. week. So, whew, things are happening. It's exciting. Yeah, you can follow us at underscore uh, realflix on the Twitter. Email us if you want at realflixpodcast at gmail Cat pictures preferred if you're gonna if you must bother us. I would I want to see your cat. Picture, we we only um, interact with people who post cats mm-hmm. about Star Wars. Or Maybe Spectre if uh, Mason's running the account, which he almost exclusively runs the account. Pretty much. So I gave you guys the password if you want to tweet. I already forgot it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, 
It's a sexual pun based on Star Wars, so. Oh. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. But until uh, then, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Watch out for watch out for any bears, because I, I hear that's going to be a problem. Bears, beats, cattle, shark, black, And with that, so long. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.